Welcome to the Christ Be Glorified Ministries audio podcast. We welcome you to come and join us as we explore the Word of God to open up new levels of glory for every believer to come in closer to the Father. Join Apostle Calvin as he shares the Word of God as the Lord Jesus has revealed it unto him to share with the body of Christ. This is Apostle Calvin Brown of Christ Be Glorified Ministries, and welcome to another broadcast centered around the kingdom of God. We count it a pleasure to be in your homes wherever you're watching, amen, whether you're watching the live stream or whether you are checking us out later, amen. We appreciate you very, very much, amen. You know we preach and teach the kingdom. This is a perspective. It's not something that I came up with. It's something that the Lord Jesus told me to do. The, the kingdom of God shows the ways of God. If, if you can get the ways of his kingdom, amen, you can know him more closely or more intimately and you, you'll know how to act yourself. You know, the old folks, you know, the parents say you need to know how to act, amen, whether in company or whatever. Well, if you have a kingdom perspective, you'll know how to respond in a in a kingdom way which honors the kingdom of God, which honors the Lord Jesus, which honors, amen, the Father God and honors the Holy Spirit, amen. We want to start tonight in Mark chapter 3, Mark chapter 3, verses 20 through 27. It says, and the multitude cometh together again, so that they could not so much as eat bread. So this is Jesus, his disciples, the multitude was thronging them that they could not hardly eat bread or food. And when his friends heard of it, they went out to lay hold on him, for they said he is beside himself. Now, when you begin your ministry, when you begin the life that God has called you, to live and to do and to be. There will be those who call themselves your friends or your acquaintances, and they will say that you are beside yourself. Amen. You lost your mind. Amen. Anyone doing the will of God will come against opposition, will come against um, a, a flow that is against them. That's how you know. Amen, that you are flowing with God. You are against the flow, which is of the world. The Bible says the course, which is of the world. So they said, Jesus is beside himself. And the scribes which came down from Jerusalem said, he hath Beelzebub, and by the prince of devils, he cast out devils. Beelzebub is a principality known as the prince of flies. Amen. So... It is seen, you know, in the Old Testament about the Philistines, amen, how that they would inquire of Beelzebub, amen. And so Beelzebub is the prince of devils, and they said that's how Jesus is casting out devils. Verse 23, and he called them unto him and said unto them in a parable, how can Satan cast out Satan? And if a kingdom is divided against itself, that kingdom cannot stand. And if a house be divided against itself, that house cannot stand. And if Satan rise up against himself and be divided, he cannot stand, but hath an end. No man can enter into a strong man's house and spoil his goods, except he will first bind the strong man and then he will spoil his house. So they accused Jesus of casting out devils by devils. Amen. So Jesus explained in a parable that Satan, if Satan is divided against himself, his house will not stand. The fact that Jesus cast out devils showed that Jesus was operating by God's kingdom against the devil's kingdom. The fact that Jesus cast out devils showed that Jesus's house was lording over the devil's house. Amen. And then he says, 
that no man can enter a strong man's house and spoil his goods except he first bind the strong man. Amen. And so the strong man, of course, Jesus is the strong man. The Holy Spirit is the strong man. But for understanding, you need to know this, that when the devil thinks he's got someone, it is by the devil's spirit that he guards so the Bible says when a greater comes in, the Holy Spirit is the greater comes in. Jesus said that if I cast out devils by the Spirit of God, then the kingdom of God is come unto you, which is judgment against the devil. For he says again, if I cast out devils by the finger of God, representing the judgment of God, then is the kingdom of God come unto you. Amen. So a house divided against itself cannot stand. Amen. Even the world heralds that sometimes as, as some sort of PR or advertising a house divided against itself cannot stand. And a kingdom divided against itself cannot stand. But do you know what a kingdom is and what a house is? It is referencing the Lord's kingdom and the Lord's house. Amen. We, we operate in the kingdom of God. We operate by the ways of the kingdom of God and we operate in the house, in the house of God. Amen. So when we speak of kingdom, amen, we're, we're, it's either God's kingdom or the devil's kingdom. It's the kingdom of light, which defeats the kingdom of darkness. So God's kingdom defeats the devil's kingdom. The Bible says the increase of Jesus's kingdom, there is no end. Amen. And so the Bible says that Jesus is destroying the kingdoms of this world, making them bow. If they don't bow, that they are being destroyed as his kingdom is being advanced. So when Jesus cast out a devil or devils, his kingdom is being advanced. And so that kingdom Jesus' kingdom, God's kingdom, is against the devil's kingdom. Amen. And so by the Spirit of God, the strong man disenspoils the which the devil thought that he had. So it's important from a kingdom perspective to know it is the Holy Spirit which brings about that desire which is of the Lord. The scripture says the Holy Spirit that dwells in us lusteth to envy or dwells jealously, yearns jealously. Amen. The Holy Spirit that is dwells within us yearns jealously. Amen. He's talking about the Father's desire. And so those that are born again feel the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit brings about the Father's desire, the will of God. And as he does so, he destroys the devil's kingdom. Amen. And he conquers your heart, amen, you, because you don't really know your heart until you have an encounter with the Holy Spirit, amen, until you have an encounter with the Lord. So we're talking about a royal kingdom. God's kingdom is a royal kingdom, and God's house is a royal house, amen. I said you need to understand a kingdom, amen. For instance, in England, Amen. That the, the house of Tudor was one of the, the families that brought forth that royal lineage. Amen. There are, you know, um, three to five families. I, I, I don't know. Amen. Three to five families that were the house of England. Amen. And so it, it was the the, the royal line, in other words, people didn't just jump up and say, you know what? I think I'm going to sit on the throne in England. Amen. It came from the royal lineage. So when we speak of the house of God, we're talking about the lineage, which is of God. Amen. So Jesus is the rightful heir. That's the problem that the devil has. It's because Jesus four principalities and powers and made us show them openly. He is not only Lord of heaven, but Lord of earth as we come into the revelation knowledge that he is Lord and accept his lordship. The devil is in trouble. <laughs> Amen. 
And so it's a royal house. We are part of that royal lineage. Amen. So we are called godly seed. Amen. But we are a part of the house of the Lord. It's not just a house. You know how Jesus says in my father's house, there are many mansions. Amen. It's a royal house. Mansions is dwelling places. And I heard the Lord say today, dwelling stations. Amen. Because we are activated in that place. In my father's house are many mansions, dwelling places. Amen. Places of operation that I've given specifically to you. You operate in the father's house. Amen. And so a house divided against itself cannot stand. So kingdom, everyone that is with the kingdom of God is not to be divided against the kingdom of God. That's, that's not so hard to understand. That God is not divided. Amen. We know that God is God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. The Bible says they are one. That is 1 John 5, 7. God the Father, God the Word, who is Jesus, the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. They agree in heaven. They are one. So God's house, which represents him, cannot be divided. Amen. Jesus, the Father God, and the Holy Spirit, though they are unique, yet they are one. They will never be against each other. They will always support each other. They will always show the image of what oneness looks like. Amen. And so God's kingdom cannot be divided. Amen. You need to know that his house cannot be divided. Amen. For a house divided against itself shall not stand. So God's house cannot be divided because it is based on oneness. Amen. So God's house and kingdom cannot be divided because the things of God are based on oneness. We say God is one and we call it the Godhead. And so the Lord brings us into his, into his oneness. Amen. In Mark chapter 12. Mark chapter 12. Verse 29 through 31. It says, Jesus answered him, the first of all commandments is, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Okay, let me say that again. The first of all commandments is, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. And you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind, with all your strength, this is the first commandment, and the second is like it. It is this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. So what is the commandment of love? It is bringing God's people into his oneness through loving him and serving others, loving and serving others out of that oneness. So God is one. It's called the Godhead. And so God brings us into his, his oneness, amen. And so we are to operate out of that place of being one with the Lord. What does that mean? We are not against the Lord. When God made everything, amen, the Bible says he made it good. It meant that it had the glory. That means it flowed with God in the purposes of God, even man, that Bible says, what is man that thou art mindful of him, or the son of man that thou regardest him, thou made him a little lower than the angels, and crowned him with glory and honor. So glory and honor shows that you're one with the Lord. So God made everything good. That means it had the glory on it. That means it worked with him according to the purposes of God. So God crowned man with glory and honor. God honors those that honor him. So God gave man a crown. As long as man operated, one with God and submitted to God. One means not divided. A house divided against itself cannot stand. And not rebellious. So one with God is not rebellious and not divided. If you are not 
rebellious or divided, then the glory of God would rest upon you. And the glory would be a testament that you were one with God, that you were operating according to his ways, that you were operating according to righteousness. Amen. And then in Genesis chapter 1, 26, God says, let us make man in our own image. Let's turn there. So God brought man into his oneness because oneness is who God is. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. They get the job done through oneness. Amen. So God creates man and he begins to teach man his ways. Amen. So one, Genesis chapter one, verse 26. And God said, let us. And so God is there, God the Father. God the Son, the Word, God the Holy Spirit is there in heaven. And they say, let us make man in our image. What's his image? The Godhead. God is three in one. They, they are unique. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. And yet they are one in purpose. They are single in purpose, single in love. Amen. The, the revelation is how God loves Jesus and how Jesus loves the Father God. Man, if you could ever begin to get a revelation of how the Lord loves, because the same love wherewith God loves Jesus is the same way that he loves us. So you would not dishonor him by being divided or rebelling against his house or against his kingdom. You would learn his way to have dominion. Amen. By being one, submitted unto him, and yet being one, meaning not rebellious and not divided. Let us make man in our own image according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created them, male and female. Amen. So God created man in his own image. The Bible says that even male and female were supposed to be in the same image. And people have a, a hard time. Their mind cannot wrap around that God is one. And it's through oneness and submission that we show forth the image of God. The Bible says that God the Father is head over Jesus. Amen. And so Jesus is one with the father, amen, husband is head over the wife, amen, and that, that spiritual leader, that man is head over that spiritual woman. She's supposed to be covered as she engages, amen, and prayer and prophesying or engaging spiritually. So people have a problem with the ways of God, amen. So a house divided against itself cannot stand. And so what happens is in this earth realm, as we go about living for God, that the image, we leave the image, we are created in the image of God. And so every place where we leave that image, amen, then we are not one with the Lord. Now, that's, I know that's hard to believe because people say the, the um, example that I gave of husband and wife Amen. So God has given his image. He says, let us make man in our own image. What's the image? The Godhead image. What's the Godhead image? God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit are one. Jesus and the Holy Spirit, they are submitted to the Father God. The Father God is his head. They would never do anything against the Father, and yet they flow together. In fact, the kingdom of God comes by the word of God. Jesus is the word of God and by the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So they are one. Whatever God's will is, Jesus is right there. The Holy Spirit is right there. Jesus only did the will of the Father. Amen. And so God presents this image to, to mankind. He says, I want to make sure that you're not part of the rebellion. So if you get, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but Adam and Eve rebelled because Eve was out of order. She talked, she engaged spiritually. She talked to the devil and brokered 
a deal. Amen. And so she she broke that image. The Bible says that Adam, he's not guiltless. Amen. He was there with her. Amen. The Bible says that Eve was deceived. Amen. And so they broke the image. <laughs> Amen. And gave place to the devil, allowed sin to come into the world. So God is always keen about his image. The Bible says that Jesus is the express image of the Father. Amen. The brightness of his, glo of his glory. Amen. Jesus showed how to be submitted to God and one with God. Amen. Even when he ministered on the earth for three and a half years, he showed how to be one with God, yet submitted unto God to show forth that image. So what does God do? God says, oh, Jesus is one with me. So he gives him his crown. Amen. It's, if, if you look at it according to the word of God, you study, you meditate, it's not hard to understand. So Jesus was very successful bringing forth the kingdom of God because a kingdom divided against itself cannot stand. So he was one with the Father's kingdom. Amen. So he would always usher in the kingdom. He preached the kingdom. He demonstrated the kingdom by showing forth that Godhead image. Amen. So God brought us man into it. Amen. What a noble thing. What a, what a great responsibility to be one with God. Amen. To, to have dominion and authority. How are we going to have dominion and authority? Using the Lord's crown. How are we going to use the Lord's crown? By not being against the crown. Being against the crown is rebellion. Adam and Eve were against the crown, and it brought the spirit of rebellion into this earth realm. So now God has to retrain you, amen, reteach you, amen. He's got to get you born again. He's got to renew your mind so you can get out of those rebellious, those rebellious ways. Colossians chapter 2. Colossians. Chapter 2, verses 9 and 10. Speaking of Jesus, it says, In him dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily, and you are complete in him who is the head of all principality and power. So we see it again. Jesus is the head of all principality and power. We are complete in him. Jesus is the fullness of the Godhead bodily. So the, the attributes of the Godhead, the Bible says Jesus is the fullness. That's why we use the name of Jesus. Fullness is who God is. <laughs> Amen. So when we invoke the name of Jesus, it's all that God is, the great I am, whatever you need. We're using the name, the power of attorney. Amen is found in Jesus because he is the fullness, the express image, expressing the image of the Father. Amen. Amen. So we too, we're made in his image. We can express the image of the Father if we submit it to Jesus. We agree, Jesus is the head of the church. Amen. So we take our place in submission and oneness. Amen. We've been teaching this Ever since the Lord released us in ministry, 2014, we've, we've been preaching this. And actually, to be honest, we've been plowing because people say that's not what that means. And yet the whole Bible is based on this principle. Amen. That the fall. Amen. Rebelled, the glory left. Amen. Divided against the Lord. The Lord trying to get you back. Amen. Gospel is about the Lord trying to get you back. Amen. So you won't be separated, you won't be divided, and you won't be rebellious. Now, let me say this before I, so I don't want to forget. The Spirit, the Holy Spirit is how you are one with the Lord. They that are joined unto the Lord are one spirit. The Holy Spirit is how you are one with the Lord. But the devil's spirit, now, child of God, saints, hear this, the devil's spirit, Spirit 
is how you are one with the devil, where the devil gets his will done. If you get angry, the Bible says the wrath of man does not produce the righteousness which is of God. Amen. If you get angry or whatever, and you, you kick over some chairs and stuff like that, the devil is getting his desire done. Amen. It's, it's the devil's spirit. But many times because the devil is subtle, it is more subtle than that. Amen. Because God's kingdom conquers. It conquers your heart. Amen. Jesus says, if you fall upon the stone, you'll be broken. I don't think Christians get the way that God wants you to have you. Amen. I don't think Christians get that we are to apprehend that for which we are apprehended for. That the Holy Spirit is yearning jealously. Amen. Everything that is in competition with the Lord, the Holy Spirit is trying to conquer. Somebody said, the Lord wants me to have abundant life. Listen, everything is about spirit and kingdom. The devil's spirit is trying to pull you away from the devotion of the Holy Spirit trying to make you belong to God. Amen. For you to just love the Lord with all your heart. Hear, O Israel, the greatest commandment, love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, all your strength. He wants you to love him. <laughs> Amen. And it is about the Holy Spirit, the intimate relationship with the Holy Spirit, the intimate with the fe and fellowship of the Holy Spirit as he washes over you. He is, he is cleansing you. He is purging your consciousness from dead works. Amen. He's bringing you into agreement and alignment with God, and he's showing you how much the Lord loves you. He's giving you a hunger, and he's giving you a thirst, and he's giving you a desire. Amen. No matter where you are, that, that you can love the Lord more. He wants you more. Amen. <laughs> He wants you. Doesn't matter where you are. He said, been there, done that. Oh, you cold. <laughs> Amen. You, you, you look warm. If you're not desperate for the Lord. Yes. <laughs> Amen. So that is the way it works. Half divided against itself cannot stand. Amen. So we're part of the Lord's house. And so our heart, the Lord is after our heart. He's supposed to have our heart because he purchased us. He purchased us. Amen. We are sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. We've been purchased by the blood of, of Jesus. Amen. So the Holy Spirit means that the Lord owns us. We are sealed. Amen. We have his mark. Amen. The king's mark. Amen. We're sealed with the Holy Spirit saying that we belong to the Lord. Amen. So the Lord has called us into that oneness but to be honest, depending on how you were born again and, and what church, amen, you went to and who you looked at as an image, who you looked at as a, a, a leader, amen, that it depends on how you were brought into the kingdom of God, amen, for the kingdom of God is, is moving, amen, the kingdom of God is advancing, and so you call, you're called to change. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things are new. All things are of the Lord. Amen. So you're brought into oneness. Ephesians chapter 4. The book of Ephesians chapter 4, verses 4 through 6. I'll say this, that what the world puts out there as Oneness and peace is alive from the pit of hell. Amen. What the world puts out there is not this Godhead model. You know, the Bible says in Psalms 133 that the, the precious oil, amen, flows down from the head of Aaron, even to his beard and his clothing. Amen. It says how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. That's oneness. Just like the precious oil that flows from the head down. We know Jesus is the head. And we know that Jesus set apostles and prophets for the oil to flow down. 
to the evangelists and pastors and teachers and to the congregation. The Bible says there, God has commanded his blessing. Why? It is the Godhead model. It is the oneness that God desires. <laughs> Amen. Ephesians chapter 4, verses 4 through 6. There's one body and one spirit, just as you were called in one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God, and Father of all, who's above us all and through all and in you all. It's talking about the oneness. Jesus says, Lord, that the oneness that is you and I, Lord, let them have that same oneness. So we are in him, in that in that oneness. Our life is found in him. The Bible says in him we live and move and have our being one body. Amen. So the body of Christ, we're in that one body. God is teaching us to be one with him, to show forth that image. You cannot be one in the body without being submitted. Amen. Unto the one that God has given you as a spiritual leader and submitted unto Christ. Amen. That would be rebellious. You say, forget all these ministers. I'll just be submitted unto Jesus. That is a false image. <laughs> Amen. That is not the Godhead image. Amen. And so you're, you're lying to yourself and giving place to the devil. His spirit comes in to any place that you're not aligned with God's spirit. Amen. And so it's so. You may not know it, but the Bible says that the word of God is quick, is powerful, and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and joints and marrow. So in your soul, you don't know what's going on in your heart. The Bible says the word of God is alive as a two-edged sword. It can show you the contents, which is of your heart, whether you are of God's kingdom which means you're trying to divide against the Lord, but you understand that God's kingdom is going to keep on going. See, so you're treading on dangerous ground. That's why the Bible says you fall upon the stone, you'll be broken, but the stone falls upon you, you'll be ground into powder. His kingdom keeps going. Amen. Amen. And so you say you love the Lord. The Holy Spirit will test you and try you. Every word like that, where you say, oh, I love the Lord. Amen. If you have a relationship with the Holy Spirit, he says, oh, yeah. Amen. So he will show you the contents of your heart. One body, one spirit. Amen. One hope of your calling. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God. Amen. One Father, which is above all. So we're submitted unto the Lordship of God, his son Jesus, by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the one that makes us pliable. Amen. That's why the Holy Spirit is called oil and the Holy Spirit is called water. Amen. He, he makes our heart pliable unto God. Amen. Conducive unto the Lord to, to, for the ways of God to seem right to us or we would be willing to fall on our face until the ways of God seem right to us. Amen. If you understand what I'm saying, you want you want the ways of God. Amen. You want to operate by his ways. The Bible says that you get results. If, if you exemplify the, the, the Godhead model, just like the Bible says that God was in Jesus reconciling the world unto himself. Now Jesus is in us. If we are submitted unto the headship of Jesus by being submitted to the ones that Jesus has given as gift, then the oil will keep on flowing. You, 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 you understand the oil flowed from Jesus, amen. And the oil flowed to his apostles and prophets, evangelists and pastors and teachers, amen. So everyone submitted to the headship of Jesus. And then the ones that those were the ones, the gifts, that God gave to the body of Christ. And so now you're submitted, the oil keeps on flowing. Any place where you say, well, I don't believe that, and I'm, I'm not going to submit to anybody, then you're not a part of the oneness. Amen. The, what you actually are is a double-minded man is unstable 
in all his ways, let not that man believe that he will receive anything from God. Your, your, your mind is contradictory to the Lord. Your mind needs to be renewed. Your soul needs to be saved in that area. <laughs> Amen. Ephesians chapter 5. Amen. Ephesians chapter 5. Verses 11 through 14. I'm going to try to pick it up. It says, and have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. For it's shameful to even speak of those things which are done by them in secret. For all things that are exposed are made manifest by the light. For whatever makes manifest is light. Therefore, he says, awake you who sleep, arise from the dead, and Christ will give you light. So the Bible says that it's a shame to speak of those things that that the darkness does in secret. And so what is it saying? It's saying, have no fellowship with unfruitful works of darkness, that we are not supposed to be a part of the darkness. It's a, it's a little bit deeper than what you may think. It is, darkness is out there, we agree. And so darkness is doing its thing, amen. Sin and wickedness, amen. And so we are not supposed to be a part of that culture. Amen. That's why the Bible says it's shame for them to speak of those things done in secret. We're not supposed to be a part of that dark culture. In other words, we do not supposed to let darkness creep in. We're not supposed to be enveloped in, in the darkness <clears throat> where the things of darkness are just kind of commonplace. So, so we have given some acceptance to it, you know, those people that are in the world that are doing worldly things. God says you're supposed to be different. Come out from among them, be separate, saith the Lord. Touch not that which is unclean. God says, come out from among them and be separate. Touch not that which is unclean, the unclean thing. Then will I be your God and you will be my people. I'll, I'll walk in the midst of you. <laughs> Amen. I'll be your God, you, you'll be my people. So it's talking about, because most people, this is what I find out. Most people consider themselves to be righteous, amen. But they could be far from the standard of, of righteousness, amen. And so if you are speaking, let me, let me put it this way. I, I don't know TV shows, so y'all forgive me. But if they say, you know, the... This is what happened on the Grateful Dead, the, the, the Walking Dead, or, or whatever. <laughs> Grateful Dead. This, this, is, this is what happened on that TV show. Amen. You say, yeah, yeah, that's, that's, that's what happened. Ooh, that's, that's interesting. You're speaking of those things done by them in secret, in darkness. You, you're not a part of that fabric. You're not a part of that culture, you know. Did you see the latest, you know, Marvel movie? Did you see the latest thing that 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 came out? Did you did you watch the soap opera? That soap opera been going on since since my mom was a was a little girl, you know. Woo, scandalous. <laughs> it's scandalous. So that's what the Bible is talking about. Don't speak of those things that they are doing because you are of a different culture. You're you're of a culture of light. Amen. Amen. And so have no fellowship with unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. So as you live your light not attached to that darkness, you will be exposing because you're not a part of that fabric, not a part of that culture. Amen. And so we love the Lord and we praise the Lord and we have worship service and we have prayer time. And we bring up our children in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. What does that do? Makes people mad. Why are you bringing your children up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord? Bring them out into this darkness. They, you know, they, they need to know these dark practices if they're going to make it in this, in this world. They, people, you think of lying. People have said that <laughs> in, in so many words. They have said, give your children to the world so that they can know the ways of the world. 
Have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness. Amen. I wish I could stay here. Amen. All night, but I'm, I'm going to have to keep going. So you, it is shameful, the Bible says, speak of those things done by them in secret, but all things are manifest, are exposed, are reproved, are made manifest by the light for whatever makes manifest is light. So your light will always reprove and your light will always make manifest what is right. The Bible says that the word of God is a lamp unto our feet, a light unto our path. It will always show you the right way, God's way. It'll show you which way to go, amen, by the, the Holy Spirit. Wherefore, verse 14, therefore he says, Awake, you who sleep, arise from the dead, and Christ will give you light. Amen. So as preachers, we love to talk about revival. We love to talk about the great awakening. Amen. But the great awakening means that somebody is was asleep. Amen. And has to be awakened. Amen. And so that's what the, the Apostle Paul is speaking to the church. And so revival and awakening. It is for those who were asleep where the world was churning and you thought that this was normal. This was a normal way. Amen. So the great awakening is affecting those who were formerly asleep. Amen. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. Oh, I wish I had all night. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. Verses 5 through eight, it says, this is 1 Thessalonians chapter five, verse five through eight. You're sons of light and sons of the day. We are not of the night nor of darkness. Therefore, let us not sleep as others do, but let us watch and be sober. So the Bible says that unless the, the Lord watch the city, that the watchman, that he watches in vain. So it means that the ability to, to watch and to be sober is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit makes us sober to see into the Spirit. Amen. <gasps> to help us with our praying, we don't know how to pray. Amen. To, to be fervent. The Holy Spirit, I love this. The, the Holy Spirit, you can ask the Holy Spirit if things are dry, amen. You can, you can say, Lord, I, I yearn for you, amen. I'm longing for you. Lord God, I'm not, I'm not satisfied. I've, I've experienced you in a greater way. Lord, don't, don't leave me like this. The Holy Spirit will be faithful to, to, to bring about that fire, amen, or that passion, you know? so that you can be fervent in the spirit. Amen. And so that's part of what the Holy Spirit does. It says, those who sleep, this is verse seven, sleep at night and those who get drunk are drunk at night. Amen. So who is being awakened? Those who are asleep and those who are drunk. Who are those that are asleep and drunk? It's, it's those that are asleep and drunk in the night. But let us who are of the day be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love and the helmet, the hope of salvation. And so this is the, the whole armor of God that is actually is, is, is four or five places in the Bible. We, we know in Ephesians chapter six, it talks about putting on the whole armor of God. This is just showing it, you know, in a, in a slightly different way. Amen. So. The night, what is the night? This is the point I'm trying. Those that are asleep, they are asleep in the night, okay? And those that are intoxicated, drunk, you are intoxicated and drunk in the night. That's, that's when that happens. What is the night is what I talked about. Have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness. If you are fellowshipping with the unfruitful works of darkness, if you are speaking of those things done in secret, amen, then you have pulled the darkness over your head. You're actually that you're operating by a veil. Amen. And so you, you are not sensitive to God. You may be religious, but you're not sensitive to what God is doing 
what God is doing in this earth realm. And so we're supposed to be children of light. We're supposed to be revived. We're supposed to be awakened. Amen. The thing I love about God that you can always start immediately. Amen. You can repent. Amen. His mercies are new every morning. Amen. You, you can stop where you are and pick up on, on the things of God. Amen. So we are children of the day, children of light and not children of darkness. In Psalms chapter 118, the book of Psalms chapter 118, verses 22 through 24. It says, The stone which the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone. This was the Lord's doing and marvelous in our eyes. So, he's speaking of Jesus being the chief cornerstone, he's the cornerstone that the people in the world that are not doing the works of God by the Holy Spirit, they're doing dead works. Jesus says, this is the stone which you builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone. This was the Lord's doing and marvelous in our eyes. Now, this is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. So this is talking about the day of the Lord. And so the scriptures are connected. The works of God, amen. How may we work the works of God? The Bible says, by believing on the one that God sent from heaven, this earth can't produce anything without the light of heaven. Amen. This world, if it comes up with anything without the Lord, it will be seeped in pride and corruption. Amen. It may look like it's going for a while, but corruption will have its way. Corruption will have its way. And so, the stone, choosing the stone, Jesus, the chief cornerstone, to build anything in your life. Amen. To build a life. Amen. This is the day that the Lord has made. This is the accepted time. This is the day of the Lord. This is the time of light. And so that which is of the Lord is of the day. That which is of the Lord is of the light. Jesus says, you have 12 hours in the day to work. Amen. And that if you work in the day and in the light, you will not stumble. Amen. And so you have to operate by the light of heaven, the light, which is of the Lord. Jesus has to be the chief cornerstone, the foundation of your life, whatever you're building. This is the day that the Lord has made. Amen. We will rejoice and be glad in that day of light. Amen. So the day is for the Lord's work where we push against the darkness. The Bible says the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. Jesus says upon this rock, revelation knowledge, amen, that Jesus is the Christ. Upon this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail. So in this earth realm, we're not supposed to have our heads hidden in the sand. We're supposed to be doing the works of God by being one with God and submitted unto the Lord, operating in his day. That's the day that the Lord has made. All this darkness and evil, this is, that is not of the Lord. Amen. All this violence and wickedness and murders and, and graft. Amen. And, and bribery. Amen. That's, that's exactly what it is. Amen. Where people have sold their soul for what they believe is the glory of the earth. Amen. That's that's our point. I don't know if I'm going to get a chance to flesh it out. But what you see, all this evil, people in seats of power and influence have sold their souls. They are initiated in evil and wickedness. They have learned Satan's ways to increase. But as they increase, they eat God's people like bread. They pulverize God's people. Amen. They, they don't care. Amen. I wish I could awaken people for them to understand because that if, if God's people would rise up 
amen, that they are completely God's people and that we walked in oneness. We would not, even with all the cheating that they, that they do, we, we would not elect these wicked leaders who have sold their souls. Amen. They care less than zero about you. Amen. For what is called the glory of this world. Money is called the glory of this world. Amen. And so they have sold their souls to do evil. They have worked evil. Amen. They have drawn iniquity as a cart. Amen. They have pulled it unto themselves. Amen. So the greatest awakening is to the fact that we were made for God and his kingdom. I, I keep emphasizing that. You're made for God. You, you're not made to do your thing. Amen. Somebody told you wrong. You were made for God. You'll be blessed. The Bible says, Psalms 37, delight yourself in the Lord. He will give you the desires of your heart. Amen. He will put those desires in there that will satisfy you and him. Amen. But the Lord first. Amen. Matthew chapter 6. Matthew chapter 6. Verses 19 through 21. Do not lay for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break through and steal. So moths and rust and thieves represents corruption. Amen. That you invested in this earth. If, if your desire, your heart is in this earth rail. Amen then it is subject to corruption. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. We, I, we often preach from, from that scripture where your treasure is, that's where your heart. Why? Because Jesus is the treasure of heaven. We discover him in this earth realm. Matthew chapter 13, it talks about that. He's the treasure in the field that he is the pearl of, of great price. The discovery that Jesus is the treasure causes you to sell everything else that you thought was of worth. That doesn't necessarily mean you give up everything. It means that now everything is of his kingdom. Seek you first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. So everything is appointed unto the kingdom. Now, what does the king, what does treasure do? Treasure awakens you. Treasure, all through history, amen, people went after treasure. And so their eyes were single for that treasure that, you know, the, the 49ers in America, amen, they had gold fever, amen. They went out west seeking gold. Many people froze. They, the Bible says when they went to Alaska, many people were not prepared and many people froze in their quest for treasure. Amen. So is your treasure in the earth? Amen. In other words, the, the, the glory. Amen. So there is glory on treasure. Amen. A type of glory. So there is a worldly glory and there is a heavenly glory, which is attached to Jesus being the treasure. Where your treasure is, that's where your heart will be. So if Jesus is not your treasure, Amen. That if you don't seek the things that are above where Christ is seated at the right hand of the Father. Everything is about above. Everything is about doing everything that you can on this earth to do the will of God. Your finances are appointed for the kingdom of God. Your effort, your energy. When the Bible says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, might, and strength. Might means your, your force. Everything that is within you. Every time you feel sad, every time you, you feel sorrowful, every time you feel tired, you encourage yourself in the Lord and the Lord's force causes you to be able to go forward in the things of God. Amen. <laughs> so the, 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 the Lord says you're working for me. And so that means you are a steward. That means God takes care of 
of everything that you need to live, your food, your, your clothing, your, your water, everything that you need so that you can appoint your, your finances, your force, your strength, your heart into the things which are of the kingdom of God. Amen. And so the scripture continues, verses 22 through 24, the lamp of the body is the eye. If therefore your eye is single, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is not single, your whole body is full of darkness. If therefore the light that is in you is darkness, how great is that darkness? So that's that's what it's talking about. Single means seen by the light of heaven. That's called the single eye or the good eye. If you go by the, the dictates, the modus of the earth realm, your eye is, is not single or your eye is bad. If you're not seen by the light of heaven, which shows forth true righteousness. Amen. And so your, your eye is supposed to be single. You're, you're supposed to be heavenly minded. Then the Bible says, no one can serve two masters for he will either hate the one and love the other or else he will be loyal to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. So whether you know it or not, the glory is about where the glory is. You think the glory is in this earth or do you think the glory is in heaven with, with Jesus? Amen. And so if the glory is in heaven with Jesus, you serve the Lord in such a way which glorifies him. When Christ, who is our life, shall appear, then we shall appear with him in the glory. Amen. And so the Lord has called us to be one. Galatians, last scripture, Galatians. The book of Galatians, <coughs> chapter 1. Verse four, this is just to help you understand Jesus who gave himself for our sins that he might deliver us from this present evil world according to the will of God and Father. The spirit of this world gets a hold of you and causes you to serve yourself. Amen. Causes you to serve that which is corruptible. And so the reason that Jesus came was to deliver you from this present evil world, to deliver you from this present evil age also. So the Lord separated you out of the world. Amen. Though you are in the world, the Lord separated you from the world and unto himself. It is that separation or that sanctification which causes you to live a life which honors Honors the Lord. You cannot do it without that separation. Why? Because the spirit of the world is so subtle that it will always draw you away if you're not conscious, you're not aware. Hey, I'm not a part of the world. I'm not a part of the spirit of the world. I'm not a part of the, what the devil desires. I'm not a part of serving myself. <laughs> Amen. But my heart is one with the Lord. Therefore, I'm submitted unto the Lord to do the will of God. The Lord will cause me to reign in life through one Christ Jesus. Father, thank you for that word. Amen. You are able to keep that which is committed unto you against that day. Amen. You're, we are sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. I hear the Lord says that he is able to keep us from evil in this present evil world the Lord is able to keep us against the day of evil. Amen. And so the, the strength of the Lord and the power of the Lord has not been demonstrated to those who are not aware of the great saving power and keeping power. The Bible says that we are kept by the power of God. That's what I'm hearing. I hear the Lord says many of his people have not tapped into the power. Even the saving power, the keeping power, or the operating power, which is of the Lord. Amen. So, Father God, I pray that you would reveal yourself. Amen. That, Father God, that you would break your people, that hearts would be broken. That is what it would take. Amen. To repent. Amen. Of partaking of the tree of the knowledge of 
good and evil, the, the wisdom which is of the world, which puts evil on the same page with good. They are partaking of the spirit of the world, the wisdom which is of the world. Amen. And have not even known it because the things of the world had such an esteemed place or a high place. The things of the world had such a high place, such an acceptable place. So, Father God, forgive us all, Lord God. I'm like the patriarchs. Lord, as I pray, I pray that you would forgive us all. Amen. We all missed it. But help us, Lord, to receive your grace more and more. You give grace to the humble. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to the Christ Be Glorified Ministries audio podcast. For more information, visit ChristBeGlorifiedMinistries.com and you can also follow us on Facebook under Christ Be Glorified Ministries. Thank you so much and God bless you.